0: Please. Feels like it's been a while since I've done a podcast. There's been all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, this week's episode I have Jo Bailey come to speak to me. She is a wellness coordinator at Anchor Hanover uh, which are residential homes for the elderly and people with dementia. She's a really lovely woman and it was great speaking to her and especially when it was just last week that people have been allowed to go and visit uh their relatives in care homes again and she talks about how emotional that was um she's a great guest and i think you will enjoy have a listen on this corona bloody virus extraordinary episode of the light on leeds podcast i have joe bailey come to speak to me hello joe hello hazel nice to meet you start off <laughs> Yeah, virtually meeting as as we all have to do these days. Yeah. Um, So, Joe, you are a wellness coordinator at Anchor Hanover. I am. First of all, can you tell me what is Anchor Hanover? So, Anchor Hanover, we have um, a group of care homes
1: and sheltered housing, all all up and down the country, mainly looking after people living with a dementia or just for people of a certain age that need a bit more help.
0: Yeah. And have you been doing that for a long time? Have you been working in that um, arena for a while? I am for about 11 years now. Mm. So you obviously enjoy it? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so a wellness coordinator, what does that involve?
1: So a wellness coordinator, its um a couple of years ago, we used to all have activities coordinated in the homes. And a couple of years back, Anka decided, you know, this really isn't good enough. Um, one person trying to look after the well-being of 50, 60, 70 residents just didn't work, really. And mm. um, so we decided that we're going to engage with a whole team approach which everybody in the home management housekeeping carers kitchen everybody is involved in wellness and activities so my job is to sort of help them support them offer training bit of advice and a bit of a go to for all the homes
0: that's such a great idea that everybody's involved Oh yeah,
1: it's amazing. It's so much better than one person trying to I mean, I used to be an activity coordinator in one of the homes. Um and you know, I, I sort of worked thirty hours a week, Monday to Friday, so come weekends, nothing happened. Come evenings, nothing happened, because Joe wasn't there. Oh <laughs> yeah, so the whole team it, it's it's so much
0: better, really is. And and are there certain things that you have to take into account for people who are suffering with dementia? Um Up to a point, yeah. I mean,
1: you know, there's different things we have to look at and different ways we can do things sometimes. Um, You know, there's so many different types of dementia as well. Um, You can't sort of say there's one type of dementia and everybody um, has the same symptoms and problems. So we have to put all those things into consideration when we're trying to think of well-being and activities for them.
0: Yes did you have to sort of look at everybody's individual profiles and see what would work for everyone? Yeah
1: we we do a lot of work into life stories life histories trying to find out as much as we can about them you know before they came to us and um, you know it's like an old line in care the more you know about somebody better care you can give so we try to find out what they've done before um, and what they want from when they come to live with us as well Um, you know if we get little old Edna, that she's always watched Coronation Street, she's always gone to church, she likes the garden. We try to make those things still happen for her.
0: That's that's really good. And it's a, a brilliant, personalised way of doing things. Yeah, definitely. And can that be difficult sometimes? Do you sometimes get... Um, can it be difficult if, if you can't get a hold of that history for any reason? It can be difficult. I mean, usually... Um,
1: We ask the families, you know, if the person can't tell us themselves. But if there's no families, we try to ask the resident themselves. But, you know, if that's not always possible, we're just sort of trying to do it, getting to know them. Um, Yeah. You know, getting to know the ways, (laughs) excuse me, getting to know the ways, the likes, the dislikes. And, you know, it takes longer, but we just sort of build it up from that, really.
0: And have you got anything in particular that you, any activities that you've come across that you love taking part in yourself? Music
1: therapy, anything to do with music, absolutely amazing for people living with a dementia. It's amazing. I mean, if you start thinking that a song came on the radio the other day and it was like an 80s. I don't know. I'm not giving away my age, so don't have it. <laughs> were my thing. And a song came on. I haven't heard it for donkey's and I sung along to every word of that song. I said, oh, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> and it, it's the same for people with dementia. I've seen it so many times. Um, you'll get someone that doesn't really communicate, um, they're, they're not very mobile, but you put a piece of music on that means something to them. Hand starts tapping, the feet tapping, and they Mavens sing along to all the words. oh wow no honestly I'm just telling now I've got hair standing up on my arms I love it it's so emotional so anything to do with music is so powerful
0: so do you have to sort of um hope that you come across a piece of music that has that effect on somebody or I know like you said that you do a little bit of of history with people Mm. and, um, and maybe it comes up there but have you ever sort of been shocked because you've you've sort of found a piece of music by by accident, that's meant, meant a lot to someone.
1: Yeah, I mean, your families will sort of tell us, oh, my dad always loved Frank Sinatra, so that's an easy one. And, you sort of, mm. you, you know, you try you're trying your classics, if you like Elvis. Everybody loves Elvis. The Beatles, everyone loves Beatles. Um, but sometimes just really random pieces of music. Um, what's it? Oh, You Are My Sunshine. I mean, it's a beautiful little song anyway. And I used to sing it to my babies when they were little. <laughs> um, and a little piece of music came on just on TV, I think, on, like, YouTube. Um, and this lady, that we hadn't got any reactions or anything from her. And all of a sudden, she sort of opened her eyes and she started crying. And I, oh. I know that sounds bad, but tears are always a bad thing. You know, you can have yeah. tears. And she cried. So we went over, you know, sort of stroking her hand. And she was sort of mumbling, singing along to the words. We're like, oh, oh. I, honestly, it was so powerful. We were all crying his eyes
0: out. Oh, <laughs> Have you, have you sort of ever uh, tried out activities that have that have not gone so well? Yeah, it's all trial and
1: error. You know, I was activities coordinator for a lot of years. Um, so, you know, it's, any sort of group activity, they're quite difficult, to be honest, because like you get a group of, say, 10 people just off the street trying to do something for those 10 random strangers mm. you don't know anything about getting a group activity that everyone's going to enjoy you're going to struggle so putting into that somebody that living with a dementia or hard of hearing or not just having a good day that day it can be quite difficult and I get told to sling me up quite a few times Oh, <laughs> but you can't take anything personally in care that that is a massive rule don't take out personally
0: <laughs> <laughs> and have you always worked in the care sector joe
1: um, oh, I've, I've done many, many jobs over the years, <laughs> um, but, you know, a bit of retail. But I, I originally so I got the job in care um, with Anchor. My, my best friend worked in one of the care homes, and um, she oh, come in to see us, come to see us. I was, oh, all right, then I won't work in a time. My, my kids run a little then. Um, so I went in, it's totally different to these days. <laughs> Not waiting or chatting to the manager. Just having a chat, having a look around, sitting with the residents. And the manager says, "Are you working at the moment?" Jo? I says, "No, I'm not." I says, "Come and work with us." i went "Oh,
0: all right." As <laughs> <laughs> easy as that.
1: <laughs> it was bonkers. I mean, like now, I'm just you know, it's not like that now. But yeah. you know, So you know, I started off as a housekeeper, then I got a hospitality manager, um, went on to reception, then I started doing activities. So yeah, a bit of everything, really i think once you're in care though it's either hard to get out of or you don't want to get out of it
0: yeah i bet and i can imagine it's a very rewarding job oh yeah hard work really hard work but
1: rewarding when you get those special moments it's amazing
0: and um would you recommend it as a career to other people to get into i would yeah i would definitely um you know, if, if you're wanting a career
1: for the money, then probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to make your millions. But just, just for the benefits you get, you know, you, it sounds corny, but, you know, giving to other people, it, it matters. You know, mm-hmm. it really, it it matters. Um, you know, even pre-COVID and all this stuff going on. Before that, people living with the dementia, these people have lived all their lives. And now they need us, they need somebody to look after them. Um, of course, yeah. It's just so important. It's rewarding. It's important work to do, and it you know it doesn't always get the credit it should. Unfortunately, But
0: no, no, I I think not. It always seems it always seems strange to me that the jobs where you're looking after human beings mm. seem to be sort of low low paid. So you look if you're looking after elderly people or children or sick people, mm. you know, it seems strange to me that that. To me, that, that those should be the jobs that get rewarded the most.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, there's such a massive emphasis on life, and you know, prolonging life, and you know, help, do something, reward it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, Joe, how is it? Co- how have you coped with the whole of this awful time during COVID? Is that Has that changed a lot of your working practices and things like that? Yeah, for me
1: personally it has, because um, pre-COVID I would travel around Leeds to my six homes that I look after, sort of Mm -hmm. every day, go to a different home every day and, you know, travel here, there and everywhere. Um, But sort of since all this, when it it first started in March, I stayed in one of my homes for a month, Um, then I went to another one and I sort of stayed there from May last year. All oh, right. Yeah, I was I was, based, I was still sort of overseeing all the other homes, phoning, the emails, Skype calls, all the usual. But I was just based in one home for quite a long time. But, but it was my old home, so that was quite nice. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> but that's that's quite a big. Um, I, I suppose I didn't really think about it, but yeah, you would have had to have done that because somebody's got to be there all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was still sort of doing everything. I would have done up to a point, but, you know, they were just different ways of doing it. Um, yeah, definitely had his challenges. You know, you can't work as well. You can't support the staff as much as if you were there face-to-face. Yeah. And I missed sort of seeing a lot of the staff and a lot of the residents. You get quite close to them. Um, so I missed a lot of that. But it had, it had it's definitely advantages just staying in one. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. About, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was allowed to move to a different one. It's just I want travelling round, really. Yeah.
0: But has that meant it difficult for you because you're, you're away from your own home? Um, mm. No, well, no, not really. It was just sort of difficult because when, when I travel
1: round to different homes, when I say I can support the staff, they'll come up to me, oh, George, I've had this brilliant idea, can we do this, this and this? i like, yep, come on, let's have a look. And bit by bit, they will not coming to me as much um yeah because you know they always knew they could phone email me whenever they wanted but bit by bit I was I felt like I was losing touch with them a little bit which is unfortunate but it, it was going to happen
0: of course yeah because you're just not having the same amount of contact and not in the same way no you know Skype's good, but oh sick of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not the same is it yeah. and did, did was it difficult for the residents um, I suppose I suppose people are at different sort of stages, and like you say, there's different types. Mm. But was that could, was that quite sort of disruptive, and was it easy to sort of explain what was happening? No, not at
1: all, because you know, pretty much right from the beginning, we had to stop all family visits, and that was really really hard. Obviously, on hard on the family, but hard on the residents because I didn't understand why the families weren't coming in anymore. Yeah, um, and for us to sort of try and explain you know depending on the stage of the dementia they didn't get it all they saw was that they'd been abandoned then and it, it brought yeah. so
0: many issues it was heartbreaking it really was oh i can imagine and so and, and that's eased up now has it just recently uh, it's recently um yeah
1: because so all the different stages while we were doing garden visits you know where the families would be out in the garden would bring the resident out and then that you know we could do window visits if they had a downstairs bedroom. You know. Family on the outside resident on the inside. And um, we've been doing inside visits but with the screens, no contact. Right. And then I think from last week it'll be, um one designated member of the family can come in with tested, we test them, um PPE so, and they can come in and sit and hold their hands now. So we we're getting there. Still very small baby steps, but we're getting there now. At least they can sort of come in and hold a hand
0: was it was it was it quite emotional seeing people reconnect like that? Ah, oh, we were in floods of tears <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, it was
1: so so emotional that for the families, for the residents, for our staff it uh oh, we knew we knew it was gonna be sweet and nice and lovely, but we just didn't think of the impact it was going to have. It was just amazing, it was lovely. That oh place. yeah it was I, so lovely it was such a big thing you know like a year's such a long time
0: it, it is yeah and especially if you're not particularly you know in, in a state where you can um grasp what's going on minute to oh, minute exactly.
1: yeah yeah and you know as well you sort of think the families you know, we have some residents in the 90s and not like even into the hundreds so their children that come to visit they're in the 70s 70s yeah. and 80s, you know so they're not young so for them, it's been hard as well. You know, they have been isolated and not been able to come and see the mum and dad that they might not have along with.
0: Yeah, I can remember thinking at the beginning of all this, just about, you know, the different ways it's affecting different groups of people. And mm. um, they're just, I, I mean, I don't have a relative in a care home or anything. But when I was watching on TV and you see, you know, people feeling confused and not being able to see their, um, their daughters or their sons. And yeah, I can remember thinking, oh. There's just so many aspects of life that have been affected in such a big way. Yeah, yeah. It's awful, really is. But hopefully, Joe, we'll be on our way out of it soon. forward, we can see a bit of a light. It's always good. A little little chink of light just there at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Very positive. So
1: (laughs) we're getting there. We've been saying this for a while, but we're getting there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, have you been in and around Leeds for most of your life? I born and bred in Leeds. Yeah. So that means that you're qualified to answer the three questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one being, what would you say is great about the city of Leeds? Oh, Leeds is just amazing. I, I love Leeds.
1: It's everything you could ever want in Leeds. You've got all your bars, your big city stuff, your restaurants, you know, the, the big named restaurants, um, all the theatres, look how many theatres we've got in Leeds, mm-hmm. everything. Um, And then you can sort of drive a couple of miles and you've got countryside. It's just beautiful. Perfect.
0: (laughs) Well, not quite perfect, because if I asked you for something that you would say is not so great about the city, what would you say?
1: Oh, loop system in town, not driving. (laughs) Awful. I, I will not drive around Leeds City Centre if I can help it.
0: <laughs> You're not the first person to have said that. No. I
1: mean, it's just a, I'm, I'm not really keen on driving anyway. Now it's just so busy. But mm. um, I remember sort of a couple of years back, I got sort of, I got guided into it somehow, and I was like, I was nearly crying. I was just sat there crying. I thought, like, Oh my. Oh.
0: How are going to get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> and you're somebody who's got a lot of experience and lived here for a long time. Imagine yeah. what it must be like for newcomers. It must oh, be awful. Goodness
1: me, no, not at all. My husband, he, his ex-husband has been all over the world, he's done everything, he's driven everywhere, driven everything. He will not drive in Leeds City Centre. <laughs>
0: That's, <best for> <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. And if somebody had lived in Leeds for a very long time, would you be able to tell them about something that you consider to be a hidden gem that they they might never have heard of? Um, I was sort of thinking about this and...
1: I think a, a, a lot of people probably do know about it, but City Varieties in Middle East, Yeah. And it's quite an old one. And with all the big theatres we've got now, like, you know, the Grand Playhouse, everything else, City Varieties seems to get forgot, but I've got so many gorgeous little memories going there with my gran when I was a kid, seeing the good plays, yeah. and, and, and my husband's not from Leeds and so on. And I told him, I said, oh, I've never heard of that. I'm like, oh, yes. I yeah, said, so oh, okay then. But it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful little theatre oh it's so traditional and it's got so much
0: feeling and character so, yeah it's a, it's an absolute gem it really is oh, it's um
1: I love theatre uh, anyway but that's just it's gorgeous
0: yeah it's because it, it's quite it's quite small isn't it inside mm. but it's really ornate and it feels like when I was a little kid I grew up in County Durham but we used to go to the pantomime um at Christmas time and it it, it's got that sort of feel inside. It's all opulent and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I just love out like that. And, and my, did you say you went to see the good old days then? I did. <laughs> you see that on TV sometimes, don't you? So did you used to get dressed up in the in the crowd? We yeah, did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and I think one time we went,
1: they were filming, um, and they asked me to put like this hat on. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I, I was I remember crying because so I didn't want to put it on because it smelled. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, been a little members, it's thick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put that hat on, it smells. <laughs> and I got into trouble from my granny for not
0: putting it on. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Joe, what up popping your head, didn't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to be doing with the rest of your day today, Joe?
1: Oh, I've got a very rare day off today. So I'm doing absolutely nothing. I don't blame them. <laughs> I know that sounds daft, but you just need time just to regroup, sit
0: in your jammers, and watch Netflix with a cup of tea. You absolutely do. Have you got any Netflix gems that you're watching at the minute? Um, I've just started watching um, of The
1: Line of Dutas again, because um, one, I love The Line of Dukes.
0: I've not, Do you know, I've not actually watched it. I've heard everything about it, but I've not I've not yeah. watched it. But I, maybe I should start. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love that sort of crime drama-y thing. Kind of like a crime drama, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, I might give that a go then, Joe. So, you make sure that you have a lovely day today. Thank Thank you so much much. for coming along and speaking to me. And, um, yeah, give my love to all your staff and your residents. I absolutely will. Thank you very much, Hazel. Thank you. Bye bye. (laughs) That was Jo Bailey, the wellness coordinator at Anchor Hanover. I very much enjoyed talking to Jo. She sounds like the exact person you would want looking after your relative in the older years. The song this week is from Leeds based pop folk band Sunflower Thieves. They have had a track on the podcast before because they're absolutely talented and brilliant songwriters. And this is their gorgeous track, Don't Mind the Weather.
2: i